ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ARE Study Guide Podcast. This is going to be another really short episode, but a really important topic. I don't remember off the top of my head how many of the tests talk about design intent and means and methods, but in the objectives for many of the tests, they reference these topics. So this is really important to understand the nuances between the architect's design intent and the contractor's means and methods. So the architect creates the design intent, the contractor executes the means and methods. So the architect expresses their design intent for the building through their instruments of service. The architect's instruments of service include their drawings, specifications, sketches, models, surveys, and studies. So all of those documents express the design intent of the building. These documents do not provide instructions how to build the project. How something gets built is known as the means and methods. Again, the contractor is responsible for the means and methods the architect for creating the design intent. When the architect reviews submittals, they are only reviewing it to make sure that it meets the design intent. So sometimes there will be elements of the project designed by other individuals, say cabinets or custom furniture or lighting designs. When reviewing submittals for elements designed by other parties, The architect only reviews to make sure they meet the project design intent. The architect is authorized to make minor changes that are aligned with the design intent of the contract documents as long as they do not affect the project's cost or schedule. This typically applies for changes as the project is being built. So related to this is how we do the exercise of value engineering. So value engineering is when we look at the project costs and find less expensive alternatives, substitutions, and solutions. When we do value engineering exercises, we always are trying to fulfill the project design intent for the lowest or best price. So if you're working with the owner to find ways to reduce costs and keep the design intent, you can try to find cheaper materials that have a similar appearance. Let's say like using real brick versus a fake brick. That could be one way. You could eliminate expensive elements that don't compromise the project's design intent or reduce the size and quantity of expensive elements to create the same feeling or aesthetic but maybe just by reducing the scale, you could save a cost. You could reduce the finish quality, especially in areas that are less visible to the public, such as storage rooms, closets, service corridors. So I know that's this is a really short episode, but I think it's super important that you understand the architect is responsible for design intent the contractor is responsible for their means and methods. So when in doubt about what an architect should do, 
a decision an architect should make, their responsibility is to make sure that the project meets the design intent. If you have any questions about this, feel free to contact me at arestudyguidepodcast.com and I'll try to do a better job of clarifying. And it really, if you have any questions at all or any comments, uh, please reach out to me. I love hearing from you. Until next time. Bye.